This is Mind Booster Podcast. In times like these, we need a mind booster. Today, let's join Keith Osborne, my husband, a prolific Bible teacher for over 25 years, expounding on mind-boosting words of truth from the scriptures. There are so many people today trying to find themselves, searching for significance. Keith Osborne, our teacher, has created the following saying. Number one, I know who I am. I am a child of God. Number two, I exist to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Number three, I know where I will go when I die. When I die, I will live forever in heaven with Jesus Christ, my Savior. So anytime you hear me talking about the new clothes for the new spiritual person, it's always our behavior. So it's, it's fitting that it said the fine linen clothes that the bride going to be wearing is constituted by the behavior, the works of the saints. That means what we're doing now in terms of preparing ourselves. Yes, in terms of living the life that will be pleasing to God, which consists of good works. Is not what we've been saved when it said Ephesians 2, when it talks about we are saved by grace. Not by, we are saved, you know, by grace through faith, not of works. That any man should boast, right? Right. And then verse 10, it says, and God has prepared those good works mm. that we should walk in. So now for in the past with the whole nature, we couldn't do no good works because the whole nature, as we said, couldn't do anything good. So if God expects us to do anything good, he has to give us the equipment to do good things. That equipment is a new nature because that's all the new nature can do. Good. Yes. So he has given us this good nature. You find that he expects us now to be doing good because eventually that good will constitute the spotless gown that the bride will be wearing on that last day. So, the logical question is, okay, Brother Keith, what help do we have to do this, this, these works so that we can really prepare ourselves? And I say, well, I am glad you asked, because let's turn to Colossians 3. It's going to show us how we really ought to be living so that we can be in the business of preparing a spotless gown. One to four. And let's see what Paul is telling the Colossians them in preparing themselves, knowing that they have this new life in Christ. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Remember when we went through the whole stuff in terms of how the new nature came about? And we said, Jesus' death is our death. Yes. Jesus' burial is our burial. Jesus' resurrection is 
our resurrection. Right. Which means he has been risen to a new phase of life. And God doesn't pre- prevent us from making stuff up to help us to remember that since we have risen with Christ, which means we are in a new domain of living. He said, I need you to start reaching out now and pull from that new source in how you live here on earth. In other words, remember I always use the expression, living for another world in this world. You hear the expression? Yes. Living for another world. What other world? The same one that he's talking about. Christ has risen. I remember Ephesians also told us that when we were saved, we were risen and elevated in high places with Jesus Christ. You said, Brother Keith, I'm still on the earth. I know. We're not talking about no physical things. We're talking about all spiritual things. The God said, it happens. It has nothing to do with feeling. It has nothing to do with what you see. It all has to do with what God said it happened. And that's what happened behind the scene. All spiritual, no noise, no, no big stuff going on. God just said, this is what happened in the invisible. So he's saying that's where Jesus Christ is seated. You notice he using this term seated at, mm-hmm. in the place of honor, the right hand of God, right hand. And all in time, Bible talk about, about God at the right hand or anyone at the right hand is the place of honor. Yeah. So in other words, Jesus had done his great work for us and consequently his father elevated him, promoted him and placed him in a place of honor. It means that we have someone in high places. Our big brother is in high places. Right. And he had done a marvelous work in changing our dress. So now he wants us to reach up and begin to pull the power that's been made available for us, reach up where he is seated, pull it down on earth with the help of the Holy Spirit, and begin to live life that reflect heaven's value. Because if we do that, we will continue to purify the new gown that we're going to be wearing to the wedding at the end of time. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Yes. You all should be able to understand because you all have the Holy Spirit in you. If mm-hmm. there's an unsafe person listening to me right now, this would be absolutely foolishness to them. But it's not to us because God has given us the Holy Spirit who is just shaking his head along with the new nature, saying, yes, 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 that's exactly what's going to happen. And that's exactly what Paul is telling the Colossians then, that since they've been risen with Christ, they need to reach up now and begin to pull the resources from there to live this life down here. Mm-hmm. In other words, seek those spiritual values up there, because that's where it's located. And he said, not on the earth. And he's, but so the first part is saying, hey, make your priority. Now that you're risen and you're in a new domain, then access that domain, be your priority. But then it's logical to the next thing that he's going to say. Because first he said, strive for that. That's the first thing he said. 
set your heart and strive for that. But then the next thing he said is set your mind on it. Because the question is, how do I do that? Paul, Paul said, well, I'm not going to tell you to do something that you're already not doing. That is set your mind on it. That's the way we do it. And I like the King James Version said, set your affection on things above. Now, isn't that what we chase after? What we love, right? He's just saying, hey, I know you love a lot of things on earth. Things that you shouldn't love. Like he said, don't love money. Don't love things. Because you see, whatever you love, you, you try to make it number one in your life. You make it, you try to make it what regulates your life. So mm-hmm. he said, I want you to set your affection. That is your love and the things of God. Because first it was on things on the earth. He said, no, I need you to relegate this now to heaven because you have your big brother there in the place of honor who can really, really, you know, we can do some name dropping up there and said, I got my big brother and, and, you know, he can, you know, get some stuff for me, you know, he can help me out. So he said, put it up there now so that your heart and priority will be set on godly things because Mm -hmm. Only when your mind and your love is focused on what you really want, that's when I have you basically buy into it. Because then you'll be living kind. You'll be living uh, joyous. You'll be rejoicing. You'll be compassionate. You'll be all these things because these are the new values you're pulling down from up there. And then you remind us of something going down. He gave us three reasons for why we should be disciplining ourselves for these values. What are those three reasons he gave us? Number one, look back at Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Look at, he gave us three reasons after he told us set our mind or set our affection. He said he gave us three reasons. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. Ah, okay. You see, Mm -hmm. that's how we read it. And then it's all rolled into one. Died to sin. You have died to sin, which means, and I, I like the, the, the TLB said it really well. Look at the TLB. I love the way the TLB said it because we understand it better this way. We have died to sin. That is the old nature, you know, been killed, but have not disappeared. But we have died to it, which might we no longer have the same relationship to it. You should have as little desire for this world as a dead person does. No, it not make sense. The dead person, after they died, you have no use to us here. He has no use to this world either. And he has no desire because he did. He said, we similarly, having died to sin, should have little desires like a dead man for this world. Which means that we should all be locked up with ha- what's happening in the higher places up in heaven. In pulling those values. That's the first one he said. We have died to this world and we should have just as the same desires as a dead man has for the world. Which basically should be none. And what's the next reason he gave? He uh, says your real life is in heaven with Christ and God. Your real life. People looking at you now. We know that Second Corinthians 5.17 said, any person in Christ is a new creation. 
whole thing pass away. This the sad thing about it in terms of we still live in here. People, including you, don't really see this new creation. Because it's not visible thing for you to see. It's all invisible. But guess what? You know it because God has revealed it to you in the scripture and you believe it because the Holy Spirit is inside you to say, yes, this is what God has given us. But the natural man cannot receive anything from God because he's dead. So the natural man doesn't even recognize it. Don't they understand what you're talking about? So, yes, our life is hidden with Christ. Yes, our real life. Because, remember, his death was our death. His burial was our burial. His resurrection is our resurrection. That means we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus right now. And some of you say, Brother Keith, I'm still down here. I know. But spiritually, you have been elevated, you and I, in the heavenly, as Ephesians said, with Christ. That's where our life is tied up and wrapped up. That's why when people said, you lose the salvation, please don't waste one single breath on that foolishness. Because you're so wrapped up in Jesus that creates so much confusion for us to rip you apart from this entanglement. There is no setting apart separating you from God. And of course, Romans, I think, 8 told only about nothing in this world can separate from God. Jesus made it clear that no one can take you away from your, his daddy because his daddy is greater than everyone. And of course, God made it very clear when Paul was telling us that those that he knew before and loved, in real time, he called, he called you. For salvation. And those he called, he justified. He declared you righteous. And those he justified, he used a past tense. He glorified. Which means, as far as they're concerned, the end of the salvation process in which you are perfect. He used the past tense almost like it already happened. That means God had not lost anyone that he called. Do you understand? Yes. So, with what this second reason where he said because your life is hidden with Christ, that means no one can touch it. It's a symbol of security and safety. It's wrapped up there. But then he said, when Christ returned, the last reason, he told you that Christ is coming back. And when he returns, you will be with him there and everyone will be able to see the real you. So, if you are striving for people to see the real you now, and they you're not getting any success, don't worry. They will eventually see you. Just keep living the way God wants you to live. Mm -hmm. Because now, the only person you're living to please is God. Mm -hmm. No other person. The only opinion that matters is God. No other person's opinion. Because that's our new master. Because I need to remind you, when you you accept Christ and people tend to forget this. Romans 9, I think Romans 9, 9 and 10, or no, 10, 9 and 10, where it said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, oh, by the way, that Lord means Jesus is God. Yes. Then he tells you the rest of, you know, where you believe in your heart, da, 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 da. But you know the confession that you make, that Jesus is God. That means your own new master now that you live the peace is Jesus. 
This concludes today's Mind Booster Podcast episode on spiritual discipline. Go to PrayTube.net to join us today. You can download the complete series and receive free life-changing guidelines for living. A successful Christian recognizes that we are on a battleship, not a love boat. God bless you.